Hiya, Georgie. What a nice boat. Do you want it back? Um, yes, please. You look like a nice boy. I bet you have a lot of friends. Three, but my brother's my best ass. Where is he? In bed, sick. I bet I could cheer him up. I'll give him a balloon. Do you want a balloon too, Georgie? I'm not supposed to take stuff from strangers. Oh, well, I'm Pennywise the dancing clown. Pennywise? Yes, meet Georgie. Georgie, meet Pennywise. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and this is another episode of the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, a podcast where four friends sit down and review movies you absolutely should have already seen, but one of us hasn't. I'm here with three of my friends. I'm Tyler. I'm Zach. I'm Scott. And uh, Jake is uh, picking a movie to really put the nail in the coffin <laughs> on me this year, this season. For season oh, three. for sure. Yeah, I had to go for numbers. You know, <laughs> I was like, oh, I see that 30% other guys rating. Let me raise you. Uh, what is it? I can't see it from here on it. 86. Thanks, Scott. I guess we're going to find out for not, <laughs> looking, for not telling me or maybe I don't know. Uh, it has uh, 86 on the other guys, 7.3 yeah. on IMDb. Beat you by more than 50% there. I just had to. But we are doing the remake of the film adaptation of It. This is less than they, Texas wait, Chainsaw Massacre, though. Is this both. a remake of the film? It's not an, another no, adaptation of the No, it's a new book? adaptation. I said that wrong. Okay. I said that wrong. It's a new adaptation of the of the book okay. it, by Stephen King. Great pick. Thanks. Yeah, I. Uh, this is one of the horror movies that I feel like I like. Like I feel like I've said before that I feel like horror movies are I don't think are good movies. Uh, and I think I said that maybe before I saw this movie. I think uh, what I had said was when a horror movie is a good movie, they call it a suspense or a thriller. Um, but then I saw this movie, and I don't think it's either of those things. And I do genuinely like it. I think it's a good movie, so I wanted to pick it. I will tell you. <clears throat> the director has specifically said that this original or this, the first of the two is not horror. Yeah, really? Well, yeah. maybe that is why I like it. Maybe I, I'm going back on it. I'm, I'm going back <laughs> on my growth guys. Yeah. He said that the second one they had intentionally set up to be horror, but the first one they didn't really want it. To so what does like he call it? Like film. a suspense thriller movie? He didn't give it a description other than to say it really wasn't horror. Yeah. Cause I would oh. say it feels very, mild there are a few it is yeah there yeah. are a few like upsetting moments but for the most part i think it's just like a good movie and like surprisingly like i don't want to say heartwarming but like like there's just like like a like, <laughs> a good, yeah like wholesome like good friendship yeah, between absolutely. these kids and like absolutely. they're able to overcome this thing like it, it does have some some heart to it i and i i liked it yeah and I, I would agree with that and i will say like i before we get into just the facts and get to hear everyone's opinion i will say I do feel like this is the most like accurate, maybe not like textually accurate, but the most like feel accurate Stephen King adaptation ever. Like this feels like how he writes his books because his books are, they are horror books, but I've never been scared reading a Stephen King book. I'm just very entrenched in the characters and they're facing scary supernatural uh, stakes but I never feel scared. And this movie makes me feel exactly like reading a Stephen King book. And that's the kind of horror I feel like I could get behind. Like that I like and I'm into that idea. Yeah. Well, uh, Scott, why don't you uh, give us some of the facts? I'm probably going to say this last name wrong, but it was directed by Andy Muschietti. Uh, it was written by Chase Palmer, Gary Doberman, and Kerry Foji Fukunaja. Uh, but it was all based off of a book, of course, by, like we said, Stephen King. It released September 5th, 2017, runtime of 135 minutes. Uh, other guys gave this 86%. IMDb gave it a 7.3. Had a box office of $702 million on a budget of $35 million, so 20x on that one. Didn't win any awards, wasn't nominated. So who were the who are the late bloomers of this? Just, just me. You? Just me. I'm I've gotta say, I'm a little bit surprised that uh Scarscard didn't get any sort of recognition at all. Even not I guess are we only doing Oscars 
That's probably why. Correct. We're only yeah. doing Oscars. It's so only like good awards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have a deal with the with the Academy. Yeah, with the Academy. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you say? I don't remember. Did you say the called. NAACP? No, M. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's MCAAP, I think, okay. or something like that. What about Screen Actors Guild? No, we don't mess with them. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's we the do, difference with them deal, again? We have a deal with SAG. What's the difference with them? With like the Screen Actors Guild Awards and like the um, the Academy Awards. Like how are they? They're determined differently, right? They're like, determined like, by two different bodies of people. Yeah. One's like, like a pool of like actors and stuff, right? That's the Academy. No. Okay. Screen Actors Guild are only actors, are participants. Okay. The Academy is anyone who's involved with film is okay. a participant and, and can vote. Got it. Cool. I actually have a question, <clears throat> Tyler, you might know. Uh, if you are a part of a film that is nominated for something, does that disqualify you from voting? I don't know. I doubt it. I'm sure you can so vote you for can, yourself. You can vote for your own movie. Yeah. Gotcha. I mean, you can do that in presidential elections. So yeah. I assume you can do it in the Academy. You can do that in any presidential election. You can write yourself in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I just, for some reason. I do that every year. Oh yeah. <laughs> every four years. That tracks. Yeah. <laughs> so does doing it every year. Yeah. That yeah. kind of tracks for Jake. <laughs> I, just, I, send a, I send a letter to the White House and I say, I nominate myself for president and I vote for myself. And they say it's 2015. It's not an election year. <laughs> but they say that every year. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. They cool. just—it's the same form letter. They uh-huh. just keep faxing it back uh-huh. to Jake. It's 2019, and it still says 2015. <laughs> yeah, never updated. Someone it. at the switchboard gets the letter, and they're like, "What do I do with this?" And they're like, "Send the Jake letter." Yeah, he's not even 35. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the only reason you shouldn't. So Jake, what did you think watching this movie again? I liked it again, probably just as much as I, as I liked it before. I think that this is like the kind of like creepy, not scary. Maybe if that's the the right way to say it uh, for me that I, I can get very much behind. Um, so I think this is like, as far as a spooktober movie goes for me, one of the, best spooktober movies i could have picked um yeah i still liked it again zach what about you did we watch this originally together i don't think so or was it the second one we watched together i also don't think so really okay yeah. never mind maybe it'll be Carry the third on. one yeah there is i not saw the first one with my buddy timmy and then i saw the spoilers. second one what i said spoilers but go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> whoops uh and then i remember i saw the other one with a different buddy of mine Oh, so fair no. enough. Yeah. Uh, I like this movie. Um, I I really like the story. I loved the book. Uh, I think this is a fun, just like a really fun popcorn horror movie. Um, yeah, it's it, great. I think it has like really good acting overall. I think almost all of them except the dude who plays Stanley, like of the child actors are, are really good. Which one is Stanley again? Uh, curly haired he's he, jewish yeah he's yeah. the one who's like it, the least involved yeah you know um so i i really like the characters i mean stephen king writes really great characters i think these actors uh executed really well on them and um it's just it's just a fun movie it's really good i think it's a lot better than the sequel um i, I don't like the sequel at all I don't either. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just, it's a good movie. It's a, it's a perfect movie. I think to show people who can't handle like really scary movies, but still enjoy the thrill of watching like, you know, a mild horror movie. Um, and so like, it's, it's a great movie for that. Um, it's a great movie to watch like in a group of friends, which, uh, I was able to do. I told her I'd give her a shout out. Um, we watched this at Katie's house, um, friend of the pod, Katie. She's the Scott fan. Oh, nice. She's oh, the one hi, that, Katie. that drove around yeah. for yeah. Tyler yeah. and said, oh, that's not Scott. I don't want to say hi. Either. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Scott fan. Hi, so. Katie. Welcome to the pod again. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it's a good movie. I like it. I like it quite a bit. Cool. I uh, I like this again just as much as I liked it from the get-go. Uh, I think that this is such a, a stellar uh, adaptation. Uh, I haven't finished it. I'm still trying. It's just, it's a long book. It's a long book. 
I and, think I uh, agree with what you said because it's not my favorite Stephen King adapted film, but uh, I think it is like the most faithful to like his style. Yeah. Yeah. Like The Shining is clearly a huge departure in a lot of ways. Right. And, and this, a lot of Stephen King adaptions are really bad. Yeah. And including like it part two. And so this one, like just, it was really good. Well, and this was one of the very few that Stephen King sung praises of. Like he really loved this movie enough to, in the second one, make a cameo. I feel like I vaguely remember that, but I don't remember. He's the shop owner that Bill buys silver back from. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he makes some fun, like, cheap shots at himself because obviously like Stephen King writes himself into a lot of stories as a writer. Um, and so Stephen King takes some pot shots at bill for being a, a hack horror writer <laughs> and that he's never really read or yeah. finished any of his books. That's funny. Yeah. I, I didn't like the sequel, but I got to say they killed it with their casting. Oh yeah. Like, I is, thought all the adult counterpoints were so great, which is why it's even more upsetting that I didn't like the movie. Yeah, it's disappointing. Yeah. But like Bill Hader is perfect as Richie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, James McAvoy is also a great Bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else is good too. Yeah. I'm guessing the sequel is just the 27 years in the future. Yes, correct. Next yeah. time he comes. Yeah. So the book is constantly hopping back and forth between uh, children and adults. And then in the first film adaptation... They split it into two parts. And so they did all the kids stuff and then all the adult stuff. And then in this, they split it into two movies. So in that way, it is a little bit more an adaptation of the previous film. I haven't seen the previous than film. of the book, but yeah. But I personally don't, I think that this book is uh, maybe the best example of why I don't think I would like Stephen King books and why I think that adaptations changing a lot is uh, generally a good thing and why I like those better than I think I would like the book because I feel like like Stephen King's very famous for not outlining his stories and then he gets to the point where he's like oh I've just painted myself into the corner so I don't know I guess there's a turtle that's God <laughs> yeah uh, and it's the nemesis of it you know or like oh well I guess I gotta blow up the hotel except you know? just so you know the turtle is in the second chapter of the book really yeah, so it's a bummer. That's a bad example. But I, I haven't read it, but yeah. that, that's kind of like my my thought is like it. It just seems so off the rails. Like that that was my big beef with the second part of my big beef with the second was I, I was lots of spoilers in this pod. I know, right? I this, had, this pod is all spoilers. Yeah, I had a lot <laughs> not of beef. not about the movie we're not reviewing. <laughs> sure, <laughs> sorry, sorry for it and it part two spoilers. <laughs> I had a lot of beef with the second movie, but I don't remember any of it being Stephen King's fault. I don't know. That's just how I, I again, I, I want to read one. I just, they're so thick that I haven't gotten, I haven't worked up the, the willpower to do something that I, I don't think I'm going to like. I'll tell you what, I read The Shining in a weekend. Yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. I just, Great book. Yeah. I think that I'll probably like them for the most part and then kind of disengage at some point. Um, you're right. Like that is a criticism a lot of people have of Stephen King's is like he can't end his, his books very well. Um, if you could ever muster up the strength to read 11, 63, it's yeah. very long. It's not a horror. Mm -hmm. It's not scary. It's like historical fiction. Okay. And it's really great. And I think the ending is very good. I will uh, I agree. spend an audible credit on that. It's, uh, it's my favorite of his. And uh, here's how I think this hopefully is like a testament to how good it is. My dad's not a reader. He will listen to audiobooks from time to time, but even then he doesn't listen to a ton. This is like a 60-hour book, okay. the, uh, the audiobook of it, and he's listened to it twice in the last year. That's pretty crazy uh, because I have an audiobook with almost every Sherlock Holmes story. It's missing like 10, and that is about 60 hours. Yeah, I mean, it's like a thousand-page book, um, and uh, but he loved it. I read it in the span of like a week, week and a half because I just couldn't put it down. I will give that one a try. But anyways, Scott, Scott. anyways, yeah, Scott. what are your thoughts on this movie? Um, I think there's a lot of good things to say about it. I hated my experience of it. <laughs> I, this is beyond my threshold of scary that I want to watch. This was too scary. For yeah. You, right? I don't, no, I didn't like it. Okay. I had a very poor experience. When did you watch it? Uh, not two days ago, a week ago from Friday. It was on okay. a Friday. Yeah. 
So it was too scary, um, but you said there's a lot of good things about it. So, like, what did you appreciate about the movie? Yeah, I mean, I, I think some of the things that you guys had already talked about, like, I think casting was good, acting was good. I think the the kids interacting with each other was was fun. I thought they made, like, a horror version of Stand By Me way better than Stand By Me. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I, I think there's, like, good things about it. I think, um, what's his name? Skarsgård did a good job playing the evil character um i just don't like the like supernatural like demonic aspects of it like it like it gets to me it just Mm. so like okay when he's just like sees him like in the the basement for no reason type of a thing i was like oh god like (laughs) it was it was funny because like you guys like set it up as like oh it's like it's like a scary movie with training wheels like it's It's pretty mild yeah and i'm like great like I can, I, I'll be fine. And then I started and literally like three seconds into the movie. I was like, I'm not going to like this. I was like, I'm yeah. To be fair. I think that's the scariest part of the whole movie when he's is, in the basement. No, at the beginning of this movie. Oh, when he's, it's Oh, the, when Georgie's in the basement. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Georgie's in the, well, not Georgie, but Georgie is in the basement, right? Like when Pennywise, puppet, is him, that's uh, not at the beginning of the movie though. No, but I was saying, I thought that was what you're saying. The most upsetting part of the movie. No, was, sorry. That was the Scott said part. like the very beginning of the movie. You could already tell. Okay. Yeah. The first, I was, like, three I, minutes. was I was beyond creeped out. Yeah. It, just in the very beginning. It made me feel all the things I didn't want to feel. I think it biting off his arm is the most like intense, scariest part of the movie. I mean, the way they have like him like move as the yeah. clown is very like wrong. Yeah. And so like the whole thing, it's just super eerie. I didn't like it. Yeah. Like it. Bill Skarsgård is great. Oh, God. Really great. He's. Wait, that wasn't like edited. He no, no, like that's that. okay, he wait, 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 wait. Okay, real quick. Couple of things. One, did that's you one watch, that's impressive, but two, that freaks me out. Did you watch the director's commentary? I have. Okay. Uh, so, couple of things. Number one, uh, about Bill Skarsgård. Uh, all of the physical acting was all him. It wasn't a stunt double and it wasn't CGI. Wow. And when uh, the director cast bill or he was in like conversations with bill and he was like kind of explaining a scene the opening scene and he said and i kind of want the character's eye to like have a wall eye where he like drifts off to another you know like one eye goes off he's like but we'll do that in cgi and bill's like no i can do that (laughs) and he just did it for the director and the director was like, I made the most amazing choice ever <laughs> with insane. casting Bill Skarsgård because the eyes, all of the facial like animations, none like he has prosthetics on, but it wasn't like CGI prosthetics. It was just real makeup. And so like him, like pushing out his lip and his facial movements and like his eye movements and all of that. And his body movements were all just 26 year old Bill Skarsgård owning that space. So does that mean he actually drooled on those kids? Cause that's yes, pretty gross. He really did drool on those kids. That's nasty. The director specifically wanted Pennywise to salivate whenever he was around children. Mm. And so Bill Skarsgård figured out how to do that and would just drool all over those kids while he was, attacking them and it's funny like him talking about it Skarsgård talking about it it's like the first scene that he ever filmed with any of the kids was the one where he's drooling all over um not Richie Eddie uh and he was like Skarsgård was talking about it he's like we called cut and I was immediately like bro are you okay like because he was really like the kid was like retching oh bill said asked that bill to the eddie bill the asked actor. the actor he's like dude are you okay like yeah and he's like no i'm great man that was awesome that was really good like yeah. i love what you're doing and he's like all right but he would repeatedly like and i i actually in the i saw a clip of him after cut uh in the sequel when he like attacks the little girl under the bleachers Mm, yeah. And he like like freaks out, like attacks her, and immediately they're like cut. And he's like, "Hey, are you okay?" Like gets down on knees, like you did so great. Like, are you all right? Like that's sweet cool. guy, but like a yeah. very physical actor for sure. I've seen like an interview or two with Bill Skarsgård, and he seems like 
for someone who has the ability to be so weird and creepy and freaky, a really cool dude. Oh yeah. That's what like I, I saw something that Tyler showed me on the thing as we watched this together. Um, and I was like, wow, I was expecting him to be like a more upsetting person. Yeah. yeah. Just based off of the things I've heard about him, but he seems like normal. And that, yeah. that's almost more upsetting. <laughs> you could be looking at a completely normal person that can do things that are that upsetting. It's happy. It's, it's happy for me to hear that he's not a method actor. Oh yeah. yeah. Cause uh, that'd be oh, a pretty God, terrible yeah. set to be on. Yeah. Although they did keep bill from the kids from the table read until they finally shot with him for the first time. And they shot with him for the first time in the well house. Mm, okay. Because they wanted the kids reaction to feel the to most be scared yeah. there. Like, you but brought nobody it. pulled a Goonies and swore in the take. That's correct. That's <laughs> well, yeah. it would have been fine because yeah. like they Richie, were anyways. Yeah. Richie, the trash mouth is like, he's always saying That's awful true. stuff. Yeah. You know, you brought up Eddie um, earlier and I think he was my favorite child actor. Oh yeah. Agreed. I think he killed his role. He was so good. And I think there's something about like, and maybe this is just because your expectations are different, but I feel like when you get a movie about kids with like good child actors, it's almost like it's, it's super like it's all, it's almost better than watching something with a, with an adult actor for me. Maybe it's cause I'm expecting bad acting. Right. And then I'm like, Oh wow, this is awesome. Yeah. You know? No, I get that. So I, I had that feeling when I watched this for the first time where I was expecting like, Oh, they're gonna have kid actors, but I was like, Oh, these kids are crushing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt like they all definitely crushed it. Yes. Yeah. But it's funny, like Eddie, Eddie Kasprak is like the character I like the least in the yeah, book. Yeah, me too. But he's the one I like the most in this film. Yeah, I might agree with that. I mean, I, I love Bill. He's just a great character, but he's my favorite in the book too. Um, And so it, it is very impressive when like this actor can take a character that, you know, we both, Tyler and I both, don't enjoy reading what in the book and can make him very likable and entertaining and fun. And you do really root for him. He was the one with the mom, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, they I, all they have all, mothers, yeah. but the one that you see a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, his arm. Mom, the yeah. one with the mom, you yeah. know, like mm -hmm. it wasn't just a, a yeah. mother. Was, yeah. I thought he was probably my favorite out of them. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Finn Wolfhard is really good in this movie. Yeah. As Richie. Um, and I don't remember the actor who played Bill really great. And, and the actress who plays Beverly is really good. Like they're uh -huh. all really good. Yeah. Jack Dylan Grazer for Eddie. What, what else has he done? Has he done anything else? He was in, I didn't see it, but he was in, um, Shazam. Oh, that's right. He was in Shazam. Mm -hmm. I liked oh, him in a, that. He voiced one of the people in Luca as well. Nice. Okay. So I, he's got a, he's got a budding career. I happening. think we'll see him in, in a lot going forward yeah that's great what uh what did you guys think about uh what do you guys think about the uh pseudo villains in this movie which are the 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 rival gang the oh i was i thought oh. you were gonna talk about the abuse of like dad and stuff no 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 well although that a is lot interesting there is a lot because like every adult in it is seduced by like the power of it. So all adults are actually villains in this. There's not a single redeeming adult in this film. That's what I was going to say is like, I feel like the, the scariest thing in the movie is not it. It's just every adult. Yeah. Like they're all way more scary to me and upsetting, especially the abuse of dead. Yeah, for sure. And we could even talk about it's other forms. Those kind of feel like pseudo villains as well, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Cause it, for those who maybe aren't super well versed on it lore, uh, Pennywise is not the, the demon or entity or whatever. That's just a manifestation of, of the entity. So it, it manifests itself in this movie with like, with Beverly, with the hair and blood coming out of the sink, um, uh, with, the Everyone leper, else in different like ways. Eddie the, leper, the leper, Eddie with the leper, yeah. And then uh, the kid whose name I've already forgotten again with the scary painting, Stanley. Stanley, Stanley. yeah, yeah. And then Mike, it was the he had like all the hands coming out, mm -hmm. like from like his his parents burning alive. It's so. funny. I think Mike's was the only one that is pretty close to the book, right? Uh, the leper is in the book. Oh, the leper's in the, the book. leper's That's in right. the book. Mike's is is in the book. But the painting is not. No, I don't think so. Yeah. 
and Ben's is a little bit different. I think so. Because there yeah. was no, like, there was no, he didn't run into the headless boy. Yeah. He just ran into it going home from the library. He ran into Pennywise. I don't remember. I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. You've read this more recently. So, yeah. Why does he choose to be Pennywise to, like, everyone? So, that's, like, interesting, like, lore, I guess. But, like, for whatever reason, Pennywise in the book is its favorite manifestation uh to play and so bill skarsgård talked about playing this character in this movie that he wanted to have real breaks where it felt like someone playing a clown not a clown villain uh and so there are moments where he's pennywise the clown and then something will happen and he shifts uh and that's like it because it's it's just playing a part as pennywise the clown um, but part of the, I don't know, part of the lore is that, uh, it thrives on children and clowns are so, uh, polarizing to children that they either love them or hate them, that it's a great character for him, for it to manifest itself as for, to prey on children because they're either drawn in by the clown or repulsed by the clown. And either way, the clown wins like it wins because it wants to instill fear, but it also wants to take the child. Mm -hmm. Why does it only feed on children? Um, unknown. It's just, it's preferred lunch. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's preference, but I think there are times where it does kill and, and then eat adults. It does. Yeah. It yeah. does. I think in the sequel we see it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It does for sure kill adults but it's it's preferences children Fun. so like they talk about in in the movie ben says uh that the death rate is so much higher per capita or missing persons rate is so much higher per capita uh -huh. in dairy than anywhere else and he said and it's and it's so much worse with children so were you like scott sorry were you only upset like, did you enjoy it when Pennywise wasn't around or like it wasn't around or like, is that you're just like scared of the clown? I didn't like any of the scenes with them with it in it. Uh huh. Whether it was Pennywise or not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fun and engaging when it was just like them versus the bullies when it was like a better version of stand by me. I was like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Um, but, no, I didn't like it. I really wonder, because like for me, like I think maybe one of the biggest reasons that this is not that scary is a bunch of kids came in and almost killed it. You know, like it's something that they can do something about. But they can only do something about together. Yeah, sure. And that's like the, that's, I, I think a, a common trope, and we're actually going to talk about it in our next episode uh, with signs, but it's a common trope in horror that uh the collective us can defeat any evil where one-on-one -on -one, if we're sequestered or, or alone we're a lot more vulnerable uh -huh. and it's I, I mean i think that's just like a good story for humanity you know like it's a it's a telling story of humanity i guess that like we recognize that like alone we're much less powerful uh -huh. than when in a community that when a community can band together, it can overpower evil. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I, 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 yeah, I'm not like going against anything you're saying, but I was just like, for me, that's the like part of the, like, you know, in the end, they pretty much win, you know, they get over it. Uh, they, they, they like, they, they defeat it. And like that, like to me, when a horror movie is upsetting and when I'm like, I feel like upset and disturbed after the fact is when there's just like, there was just no chance and there's just like nothing they could do. There's no way they could have done anything about it. Like when I watched, um, what's that movie with Ethan Hawke? It's sinister or yeah. Sinister. Is that the one, uh, with like the, the kid where he like moves into a house? You know, I haven't seen it, but I know that it's a horror movie with Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I think that's the one. And I remember like it, it was, it was so upsetting to me because at, at the end of the day, like, and I think the reason was like, there's just nothing, nothing any of them could have done. 
And it was like, just, I felt gross afterwards, but I, I ended up at this one feeling like pretty good, you know? Yeah. I just wondered if that played into any of your feelings after the fact of like being afraid or upset. No, because they didn't kill it. It's still around. It's going to come back. But they can't. The young brother died. The brother did die. But you like stuff where bad things happen. Like all the other stuff. You know? <laughs> but he doesn't like to be scared. Let's, uh, let's pivot. <laughs> I'm just wondering and let's, if that, yeah. I'm, I'm super curious because, you know, one of the things that gets really talked up in the book um, or by people who like the book are Patrick Belch. Yeah. And uh, the bullies, the bullies. Yeah. Uh, Henry Bowers. What did you guys think of them in this movie? Uh, 80s bullies were so much cooler. <laughs> this is the 80s, right? Yeah. Well, you yeah. felt like they were I cool. Mean, maybe uh, like they're almost say? as cool as Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. Like they're walking around They're They're cutting their names into fat kids. <laughs> they have improvised <laughs> flamethrowers. Are you kidding me? These are awesome bullies. <laughs> Great villains. Would you have liked to have been bullied by this, no. this group of bullies? No, 100%. You would have like felt like it was an honor. Would you have yeah. liked to be a bully like them? No. <laughs> so no. What are, what's cool about them? <laughs> they just are. You know, they got cool flamethrowers. Uh, they... They're just, you know. what, what's an example of like a modern bully then to compare this to? I mean, uh, it's a YouTube comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. Like, that's, that's a modern bully. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's way I, less. It's cool. someone commenting on our Twitter that yeah. we totally missed. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get the searches. I felt pretty bullied by that, but I just turned it off. You know. Yeah, for sure. You said no to the hate. Yeah, I signed out of Twitter, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I thought they were terrific in this. I thought the kid that played Henry Bowers in particular was really good. Which one was Henry? Uh, the blonde kid, the, the mullet, the main okay. one, the yeah. mullet. Yeah, the one who kills his dad. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers. Sorry. Yeah. For, for the movie that's that not we've all seen. That's in the one we just watched. You oh. were giving spoilers for it too. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, the book is old, so that's on you. Yeah, the book's like, what, 50 years old now? I don't remember, but probably. I think it's yeah. close to 50 years old. Uh, I Yeah, I thought the bullies were good. Um, I So Patrick Hoxtetter is the scariest part of the book for me he's the one with the flamethrower okay yeah yeah he's barely a character in this movie and i don't fault the movie for it like there's there's not time to unpack his character totally so i don't fault the movie for it um but he is the most upsetting part of the book he's Why? a he's a true psychopath yeah he looks like it he murders his like infant baby or i'm sorry his infant uh brother yeah the character does oh like I'm he's glad a, that wasn't in this movie. Yeah, he's a he's a real psychopath. It's it, it's very weird. It would have been a huge vibe shift because, like yeah. you said, Jake. Like I do think there is a, like a like a sense of wholesomeness in this movie uh -huh. that's felt throughout the movie, even though it's so dark at times. And I think that's why sometimes this movie it it, it, it I almost kind of had a weird disconnect in it, where it's just like, man, these bullies are literally carving up like a kid. Uh, uh Georgie gets his arm chop or chomped off. And like, like some really bad stuff is happening. Everything with Beverly and her father, but it doesn't feel as heavy as the content truly is. I think because that kind of sense of wholesomeness is kind of there yeah. throughout the movie. And you kind of know that like the kids are going to are make, or they're going to make it out of this, uh -huh. at least by the end of this movie, you know? Um, but I think that that works to the movie's benefit. You know, I think that that's a reason why people really enjoyed this movie and it's as rewatchable as it is, you know? I think it's why I enjoyed it. Yeah, definitely. Spoiler alert, Scott. Stanley dies in the book in like the first or second chapter. Stanley. The Jewish one. one. The, the Jewish kid. As an adult. And so in the second movie, it, the, the second movie opens with a gruesome murder and then a gruesome suicide. And then a scene that kind of feels like Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan at the, <laughs> at the Chinese A little restaurant. bit. Yeah, a little bit. Someone switches. Bodies. Oh yeah, no, no, he switches bodies. It just it, it had the vibes. Okay, mm -hmm. that was uh, it was. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, honestly, the only way I'm ever going to watch it too is if someone nominates it whenever it's eligible. I so. didn't like it, so I'm not going to be picking it. I'm not going to either. I liked it quite a bit, but I'm not going to pick it because they didn't like it at all. Sorry. It I might like be, it. it. Might be a fun episode. I mean, it would be one v three. 
Because Scott's not going to like Scott's it. Scott's going <laughs> to. For sure. I mean, this, Scott, the director specifically said this movie wasn't horror, but chapter two was horror. Yeah. I actually didn't think two thought, was any scarier than this one. I honestly though. thought chapter, I thought two was less scary. I may agree with that. Honestly. I think it is as well, but because it's just a typical horror movie. Yeah. It feels more generic. It's a lot more generic, which mm-hmm. is what he kind of went for. Like he was like, okay, we're just doing a horror movie this time. Uh-huh. And this is a lot more, I I think it's super original. Yeah. Like I think this movie is really fresh. I think it's, it's a really great take. It's a super powerful story of friendship and of community uh, and how that can triumph over the troubles of adolescence in as much and including supernatural trouble are um are stanley and richie more developed in the book because i feel like in this movie everyone else you kind of get their backstory see their family or like know what happened to their family you also get a lot more of them in chapter two okay well i thought you just said he died oh stanley i don't feel like stanley's super developed in the book um Richie is more, but I also feel like we we just are exposed to Richie a lot more, even in the movie. Um, and his character is a little bit more developed. He beefs with Bill, you know. Yeah, you get like some like inclination into like who he like what his character is. Uh huh. But you don't really like know what got him there. Whereas all the others, we kind of have why they are the way they are. Yeah. So Stanley is the most shrouded in mystery, and he's actually. Like he actually is like uh, he has some supernatural ability himself. Like Stanley he, does. Yeah, I don't remember that. He's uh like um like got some supernatural intuition, like precognitive. Oh, I don't remember that part. And it was him. Like he's who he's who first like introduces the idea of the the turtle. The turtle can't save us. Okay. It was Stanley who introduces that, but it's very, very early. Gotcha. In the book. And uh, he's introduced as like always knowing what's going to happen next. So he's like got, he's got some juice, but like, I think the, the whatever psychic ability he had made him more susceptible to its influence, which ultimately led to his suicide. What kind of juice does he have? Ghost Psychic. Psychic juice. Psychic juice, subtly different from ghost juice. Oh, so yeah. it's not ectoplasm. <laughs> no, no, no. Not at all, Scott. That's it's psychoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of hoping for cranberry. <laughs> uh, Mike is a lot more developed, too, in the book. Yeah. Oh, okay. I think it, he's a really cool character in the book. It's probably just a matter of time, right? Yeah, definitely. Where, like, we've got two and a half hours. Is that how long this movie was? Yeah, about. Yeah, it's, it's a long movie. To, to fit in half of, of what I assume is a very long book. It looks pretty thick. Right? Oh, it's super long. It's yeah. super long. So you just, you can't get into that stuff. And it's very dense. Yeah. Like he really doesn't, King in it, above all other books that I've read by him, does not waste a word. Like, so it's just, it's a lot of exposition all the time. Uh-huh. What were some of your guys' like favorite scares in this movie? None. I don't think Scott has a single one. <laughs> so then what were some of the most effective for you, then, Scott? All of them. Okay. You really can't differentiate between engage. Because like for me, the like like Ben's monster, the headless dude, not not very scary for me. But some of the other ones were much more scary for me. Um almost all the other ones that weren't pennywise weren't really that scary. Really? I don't don't think the leper was scary. I don't think the headless guy was scary. Um I do think Mike's was a little scary, just like all the hands and the like furnace and like what was happening there. And I think that was the first clue that I got that I was like, okay, he's not just a clown. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Um, I agree with you. I thought the leper wasn't very scary. I didn't, he looked weird. The leper didn't scare me at all. I think they could have done the leper a little bit better. I think that Stanley's, that woman in the painting was the scariest. So you guys keep mentioning, I don't even remember it. Really? So yeah. he's, he's at uh temple. temple. And he has to go put the book back in his dad's office. Oh. And then there's the freaky painting. I didn't see this part. I literally <laughs> walked to the kitchen. 
I walked to the kitchen for something and then I heard something and then I came back and it was already over. She comes back later though. She's like in the sewers. She's yeah. like literally like eating, eating Stanley's, Stanley's face. face. Okay. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So she was around before. Yes. yes. Okay. Yeah. I thought she was the scariest one. The shot where I'm we see, see Stanley <laughs> in temple and then honestly, you see the later one way scarier than the beginning one. Oh, okay. But honestly though, like when he's at Temple and we see her hands behind him and then she drops the thing, like that I think that's a, a good shot. Like a pretty creepy shot. Uh -huh. But then yeah, her in the sewers was pretty terrifying. Whereas like if that was the monster the entire movie, I think it would have been a scarier movie. I think the two uh scariest moments for me, they weren't necessarily jumps. But it's when, uh, it's when, like, puppet Georgie is in the water and Pennywise, like, peeks his eyes up through. Yeah. That whole sequence terrified me. Uh, and then I think when Pennywise comes out of the fridge. The fridge. Oh, yes. To attack in the, Eddie in the, um, in the, in the, the well house. Yeah. When he, like, comes out of the fridge and, like, yeah, and like, like twists his body around and it, like that. That's a really great scene. That good and freaked me out. And then everything after no he's like toying with him. Like that's the scene. If if Skarsgård was nominated for an actor, they would have showed that during the ceremony. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's funny, Jake. Like there was CGI, obviously, but like he actually had to climb out of the refrigerator, like huh. all contorted up, and then climb out. Huh. And then they redid his body over him to be able to do some of the like unrealistic like uh -huh. twist arounds that yeah a human can do but bill did a lot of that still practically some of that stuff looked like cgi to me and it was just whatever i think the ones that got to me were where they specifically used like specific like camera shots to like intensify what was happening with him um so like when he like does like the quick like scramble to like mm -hmm. towards the camera. Yeah. And you like the camera is like stabilized on his face. So right. everything else looks very like distorted. Distorted a and, yeah. and but he's super clear and he's just coming really quickly. Yeah. And because it's distorted, you can't help but look there and it's just like and they did it a couple times. One time more comically, I laughed when he does the dance. Oh, that was oh yeah. Funny, yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's stabilized on his head, and so you like see him like doing the weird dance and everything down below. It's all blurry and everything, but yeah, I thought there was some really good like shots and like cinematography. Yeah, I thought I was surprised uh, watching it through a little more critically how good I thought the cinematography was in this. Like it was it was because I really thought the story and Bill carried it. And they're great, but I think the cinematography and the score both did. They carried their weight too. Yeah. Uh, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, did you guys have, I uh, was, Scott reminded me of it because he was talking about when he's dancing in the sewer, but did you have this moment where like, I knew a hundred percent that Georgie was pet, like it in disguise. And I was still like, dude, why are you shooting your brother? With the oh Caliban. yeah, I was like, you're totally. Taking, you're taking a huge risk, and you might murder your brother right now. Well, and they let it sit for just long enough that where you're, you're like, like, yeah, oh, but was that really Georgie? Yeah, like I was thinking about it for a long time, and I was like nervous. I was like, this has to be him. Like, there's no way Georgie's alive. But at the same time, I was. They still got me nervous about it. Yeah, I think I didn't question it for a second that it was him. I like, the thing I just, was, I was like, one, it looks exactly how he did when he went into the sewer. And I was like, if you were down in a sewer for like three weeks and didn't have food or anything, like he would be all dirty and messed up. And she's thing. I, I have all those thoughts and I don't disagree with what you're saying, but somehow it, they still made me nervous. I did too. Yeah. No, I, I thought they set that up really well for the audience. Uh -huh. Yeah. I, cause I think a good movie can do that where like, it'll make you question things that s should be so like clear cut. Like yeah. there's no way he would survive, but like a good movie could convince you like maybe he is. Yeah. You know, I having read the book, I never thought that. But I think that if I hadn't, I probably would have felt the same way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, Yeah, we know. Um, <laughs> Everything, though, down in the underground, wherever that was, I don't remember where all the kids the are sewers. floating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, was my least favorite part of the movie and is my least favorite part of the book. Probably, too. I have a question and this is I hopefully answered in the book. Why were. Why was he floating them? I thought he was eating them. 
but I guess he's not. So uh, he does eat children, but more than that, it feeds on fear. So are they just, are they alive and afraid floating or like what is, what's going on? That's what they're trying to depict. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is that he's like put them in some sort of supernatural trance where they're reliving their own fear. Okay. So was his brother still alive? No, his, his brother was dead. I think his brother got eaten. His brother got eaten. Oh, like fully eaten. Fully eaten. He does eat kids, but he also like saves some to. So the ones that were still up there were still alive. I don't remember. Maybe. Maybe. And all you got to do is have some chubby kid kiss you and you can come out of it. Yeah. That's that's the lore is that ben, a chubby kid has to kiss you. Ben that's why kisses, I always have a chubby yeah. kid around. Ben kisses all of them in the book to it was, wake them up. It's true. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No. <laughs> it is. I would, that would have changed my rating. Only is, Ben can do it, too. Yeah. He's got to kiss all those kids. It is really too bad that Ben turns out to be hot and successful because then he can't help. He later. loses the power. Yeah. 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 Mm. You got to be chubby. You got to love new kids on the block. Oh, and in, in, in the second one, he's hot and successful. Yeah. And in the book. Okay. As an adult, like he loses all the weight. He's Does hyper he the successful. Scar? I don't remember. I don't, oh. It doesn't come up. From when he got it, the name started to carve yeah. H carved into him. Yeah, yeah they don't run into him as an adult and be like, hey, you still got that scar? Oh, like, I would have asked. And then <laughs> H on your belly. I don't know if I would have asked and then, that. And then he takes if, his shirt off and he's all abs and no scar. And you're like, damn. If right, any yeah. of the three of you had a bully etch their first initial into your stomach and then we didn't see each other for 27 years. I for sure would ask. I think I would just think like, that's probably a really traumatic memory. I'm yeah, going to like I'm leave that alone. Avoid that unless <laughs> yeah. they bring it up and then I'll very yeah. carefully. Scott, just for you, if it. that ever happens to me, I'll be like, every time I say, be like, Hey Scott, I still got the scar. I'll pull my shirt up. So you can <laughs> okay, get cool. it. Yeah. If you ever get bullied by an eighties bully, I feel yeah. like there's more traumatic things happening than that. That's sure, true. There's sure, a lot of traumatic like, stuff <laughs> happening. That just feels unnecessary to bring up because it's not even like relevant to what's at hand, you know? Well, I don't be like, I don't... Hey, do you remember when you were a fat loser that got bullied all the time when we were dealing with the monster? That was also happening. For all I remember, he might have it. Like Stephen King may specify that he has it as an adult. I don't remember. Mm. I don't remember it ever coming up again. Yeah. Uh, I kind of hoping it would have some importance. <laughs> nope. No, it's yeah, that just star gives a, them magic H powers. <laughs> it's just a uh, it's just a run of the mill traumatic event, mm. yeah. Which they all experience all of these run of the mill traumatic events, which is I think one of the like uh, great, like w- like the real greatness of Stephen King's characters is that their only con- conflict isn't the supernatural conflict. They have other conflict that yeah. they're going through. And so many horror movies, like, we just don't have time or energy to explore these people as people. And so the only conflict that's relevant is the conflict at hand. And this, I feel like, draws that out a little bit more. Eddie has the conflict with his mother. Bill has the conflict a little bit with, like, his home life and his parents. And uh, you have Richie, who has, like, not so much in this movie, but, like the budding uh, attraction to Eddie that like he's not fully resolving and dealing with and you know, so on and so forth. What about Stanley? What was his traumatic event? He fell in some psychoplasm. (laughs) Yeah. He fell in some psychoplasm. It was pretty gross. And he says, go in psycho. (laughs) Honestly, though, Dan, yeah. Honestly, though, one of the worst I felt in this movie, and I didn't remember this scene at all until Jake and I rewatched it, was after he, the woman, it is like sucking on his face. And they're like, oh my God, Stanley. And he was like, you're my friends. Like, you're supposed to be my friends. And you led me down here. You let this happen to me. Like, you're not my friends. That was so heartbreaking for me. And I forgot yeah. all about it. Like in a way where like you, you really felt for the character. Yeah. (laughs) Like I felt, I felt terrible for Stanley and for these other kids that were like, we're sorry. Like we're, we're kind of all in this together. We're kind of dealing with some stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I hate Stanley in this movie. (laughs) I don't don't remember him much in the book, but man, he, that scene for me was a little bit 
like where I, I liked him the least where I was like, you know, everybody's got some stuff going on right now. Yeah. Like, like he, like I no, earlier no one though had their face sucked on by sure, a but demonic ev- leech. Everybody was uh, prepared for that possibility. <laughs> You know? Yeah, and like Bill's brother died. Like earlier yeah. in the movie, they're like, "Can we go search for my brother?" And Stanley's like, "But we're supposed to be having fun." Yeah, and I was like, "Go home, Stanley." Yeah. At the same time, would not have gone in the sewers. You would have been Stanley. Oh, for sure. He's <laughs> See, the this brings one. up my point back to Texas Chainsaw. Like, you wouldn't do like dumb adventurous stuff. No. I know. If yeah. there was some demonic, creepy clown it thing mm-hmm. that was had already like attacked people in our group and we had all had encounters with, I wouldn't leave an adult for a second. <laughs> yeah. I feel if like my hypothesis yeah. was he comes every 27 years and only attacks kids. I'm not, I would not leave an adult side. But the adults are evil too. They're not trustworthy. I would have found a police officer. None of the yeah, that's in this not going to help. I would have. Yeah, I was going to say, do you know how Beverly got them their medi- medication? She was thirteen and flirted with the pharmacist, yeah. and he was like super into it. I still would have been around adults. I um, if I'm honest, I don't think it would have helped. I feel like uh, you could have peer pressured me into this if we were in the situation. <laughs> I know we couldn't peer pressure you into a and it was tattoo, like and it was my brother that died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like you could do it if you if you're like, look, man, let's let's find my brother. I wouldn't want to do it. Yeah. But you could guilt trip me hard enough that I probably that I might have. We can't guilt trip you into a tattoo, but we can guilt trip you into ah, chasing a, after a demon in the sewer. We sure. had a That's best good, friend that was leaving to a different country for who knows how long, and we all were doing this thing, and we tried to pressure you into it, and you wouldn't do it. Yeah, I didn't want that. Though. Jake said that I could pressure him. Oh, so this yeah, is a Zach, specifically a Zach thing. Zach uh, has peer pressured me into doing things before. Like what? Like uh, the vape. I didn't want to do that at all. And then Zach was like, just do it. And I was like, Zach, I have no interest in doing that. And then I took a hit off the vape and I was like, I hated that. <laughs> and I knew I would hate that. And I don't know how you got me to do it. Yeah. So that's why I feel like you could have done it, Zach. That's fair. That's uh, I uh, warms my heart to know. Yeah. The, if my brother ever dies by a demon clown, you might help me look for him in the sewers. Yeah. I'll think about it. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'll, not hitting the I'll vape definitely again. pressure you into it. Yeah. I'm not hitting the vape again. That's, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going in. We'll see. But I'm definitely making a lot of noise about it. <laughs> You're not happy about it? I'm not happy, but I'm doing it. Got it. I'm the first in. I believe that. First in, last out. Yeah. I wouldn't go in. But if I was already there and you all went in and I was now by myself, I would go in with you for safety of for numbers. My own safety. Yeah. yeah. For <laughs> safety of numbers. If I had a choice, like if I would have known leading up, like, Hey, we're all going to the sewer to chase down this demon thing. I'd be like, have fun. I'll be here. Yeah. With my, with my adult abusive adults. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he doesn't have one. He doesn't have. <laughs> we don't know. Hey, I don't know. Stanley's dad's in the movie. Is he? He's the rabbi. He wasn't super oh, perfect. nice. <laughs> he wasn't super nice to him. He was awful to him. He was like, what are you even trying to learn the Bible for? You little idiot boy. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Put it away. Yeah. I would have much rather done that. Um, do you guys have any nitpicks or anything? Um, I, at time I, I felt like the, like CGI on his eyes looked stupid. Bill Skarsgård. Yeah. And then you found out it wasn't yeah, I was CGI. Say those were just his eyes. How did they like, speci- did they just shine lights just on his eyes when he was in the sewer? Like yeah. for a while he was like, all it's a point light and just lights. Yeah. That's a point eyes. light. Those, in fact, when he's in the sewer, those are his natural blue eyes. Those are his actual eyes. Weren't they yellow? I think Scott's talking about yellow, a different part of the movie. They're yellow in the rest of... Oh, you're not talking about when he's in the sewer talking to Georgie? Um, I was talking about that. So. Oh, yeah. They're blue. Uh, it's the only time in the movie that they're blue because they wanted to like make him more um, enticing to Georgie, essentially. Uh, the rest of the movie, they're yellow, and they turn yellow right as his mouth opens up. His eyes turn yellow, but they're blue the whole time. And those are Bill Skarsgård's actual eyes. They didn't look right. Like they didn't look like proportional to his face. Well, that was prosthetic. How his eyes look. That that was the prosthetic makeup to make his eyes look bigger than they are. But like that was prosthetics pulling his eyes open, basically. But those are they they did no CG on his eyes. So you hated hmm. the costuming. 
I, it looked cheesy. I thought it was ridiculous looking. It's kind of like, uh, I feel like Scott, maybe you're having this moment where like in, in Harry Potter, when, uh, what's in Wormtail gets revealed and I'm like, why did they make him look so ridiculous and so rat like? And then you see him and I was like, Oh my God, that guy just looks exactly <laughs> like a rat. He just looks like a rat. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, this, yeah, they nailed it. Yeah. They couldn't have found a more rat like looking person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except he doesn't look like Pennywise. Uh, he, I totally see it. Basically, you just put a bunch of makeup on the top of his head and make him make a face. And it's Pennywise. Hmm. Uh, a nitpick I had, I hated how the last thing that Pennywise says when he crawls down into his thing was fear. Like yeah, I, I that was like weird. <laughs> it was kind of like, it, when we get it. <laughs> I didn't like that at all. Um, I wasn't a... And maybe this is another just me thing. Um, I would not have had the wherewithal in my brain to come to the conclusion. I just have to not be afraid of this thing and I'll be fine. (laughs) Uh And then actually be able to just not be afraid of that thing. I think they do a better job in the book of explaining that. Okay. Because it it seems like they're all feeling like they're going to die. Then all of a sudden it's like, well, I'm not afraid of you. And then he's like, oh, I can't do anything now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just like a, a, I don't know, deus ex machina, I guess. Yeah, but I think they do do a better job of explaining in the book. They probably do. I don't really remember. Yeah, that it feeds on fear, and so if they're not afraid, it doesn't have anything to feed on. Uh, I want to tell you guys about... And real quick, I'm okay. sorry. And and they show it in the movie, Scott, earlier when you remember the uh it's stanley and uh richie are at the three doors and it's like scary really scary not scary at all and they open the door and it's beth like chained up without her bottom torso Mm -hmm. and uh bill specifically says in the movie that like if we're not afraid, this isn't real. And they specifically, both of them like agree to not be afraid, open the door and the illusions broken. And it who is attacking Eddie at the time stops and reacts to that. And then they come into the room and he says, what's the matter, Bill? Not scary. Am I not real enough for you? So there, there was some like exposition to that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think I'm saying, from like a human perspective of being in control of your emotions, I don't see a bunch of middle schoolers being able to control their fear. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's fair. I get it. I loved that scene, though. Like, that was like peak Skarsgård for me when he's like, I'm not real enough for you, oh. Billy. George, you wasn't real. Like, that was so good. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, like, as even as a an actor, a kid actor, having him run at me like that, there's like a 10% chance I pee my pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to, I want to like tell you guys who like in my head canon, I casted for all the adults as I was reading this book. Oh, okay. I'm interested. Cause I think it's kind of fun. So, uh, I will say that like when I was reading this book, the first movie, this one had already been announced. So like I was, I kind of like saw some like Reddit slash online, like casting and everyone was like hoping that Bill Hader was going to be Richie. Cause he's just the perfect character. So I, when I'm, cause I always will like cast actors. A lot of times I'll do that as I'm reading a book, I'll like cast actors so I can visualize the character a little bit better. So Bill Hader was the adult Richie for me, but for Bill, I had, uh, um, Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. Uh, for, um, who else is in this? For Mike, I had Sterling K. Brown. Okay. Beverly, I had Rachel McAdams. Um, okay. I don't think I had anyone for Stanley. This was my favorite. For Eddie, I had Jason Alexander. <laughs> <Huh>. That. <laughs> I think I did too. Reading the book. Like, honestly. just reading him as yeah. an adult, he just like screams Jason Alexander. I think I did too. I, like, not yeah. exactly, but like. The picture that I had painted in my head, yeah. it was exactly Jason Alexander. It's funny that you say that because like, I feel like even in the movie, the way the kid acts, the character is very Costanza-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, and then I had Ryan Gosling as Ben because he grows up and he's super hot. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, uh, any final thoughts before we put this to bed? Thought there's a lot of good things about it, but I hated it. Never going to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again this year. I'm going to pick it again, Scott. I won't watch it. (laughs) Damn. Uh, Just final nail in the coffin that Bill Skarsgård is just a in a league of his own in terms of being able to act horror. Uh, and I'll, I'll give a special shout out. Uh, there was a Stephen King <clears throat> amalgamation project on Hulu called uh, castle rock. Yeah. Truly terrific. And Bill Skarsgård plays the villain, the like mysterious devil character. And he just absolutely steals the show. Definitely watch it. He's pretty chilling in, uh, what was it called? The Devil All the Time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Sorry, who was he in Devil All the Time again? I think he's like, um, he he is like a father character in that. I remember because that movie spans like a, a long yeah. like era of time. And so he's in like the earlier stages of that movie. Mm-hmm. I think he's like, he may he might be um, Tom Holland's dad. I don't remember if that's true or not, but like he, I know he's the father of someone. Okay. He plays like a, just a normal guy, but like pretty he's, messed up guy. He's the top build cast in that as Willard. Hmm. Maybe I need to watch that movie again. I don't feel like I don't even remember his character, but I remember liking that movie. It's a super depressing movie. Yeah. That's the thing is that's probably why I haven't watched it again, but it was a good movie. Yeah. Neville is really good in that movie. Yeah. Long bottoms, yeah. No, it's not Neville. It's uh, it's Dudley. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Dudley. Yeah, yeah. Interchangeable characters from the book, really. <laughs> yeah, they're the same. Not at all. <laughs> I know. I'm just being. <laughs> but yeah, just the, you know, they were both the fat kids in the movie. Yeah. So Neville wasn't fat. Yes, he was. He's, He's, fatter. He was. He's fatter than the other ones. He's chubby. He, he gets made fat. fun of by Dracoy for being fat. Dracoy. Draco Malfoy. <laughs> Draco. Uh, Dracoy is the 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 common shortening of the two names. If it makes you feel better, Tyler, I didn't even notice. I was like, yeah, I Dracoy. Didn't <laughs> Draco Malfoy. They call him Dracoy in the book, Jake. Oh, yeah. okay. you wouldn't get it. Yeah. I've, I've read the books like eight times, and I don't remember that. <laughs> do you like those books? I do. I like those books a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty whatever about them, to be honest. Did you all ever finish it? Did you yeah. read all of them? Really? You're pretty whatever about it? Yeah. I love I got those books. a little bit disenchanted not that long ago, but I want to read them again because I feel like I'll... I'm afraid of trying it just because Jake was super hyped in Lord of the Rings. And <laughs> it's a much easier Much read. easier than Lord of the Rings. It's a... Yeah, it's a children's book at first, so... Okay. I might be able to handle a a children's book. Those books are like, they're just like a happy place for me though. Like I have so much nostalgia wrapped up into those books that like, I, I almost want to reread them every year because I just miss, I miss that. I get that. I watch the movies every year for the same reason. For sure. Yeah. Also, it's not my fault that you're just uncultured and don't like the Lord of the Rings. It's, it's a really long, boring read. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay well I, we should wrap this up <laughs> we should wrap this uh i was an hour up, in and nothing had happened an hour's just not that long to try to get someone to want to keep reading yeah this is the, like, uh, we need to end this because this is the worst take anybody's ever had about anything <laughs> to, to to scott's point uh my dad tried to listen to the lord of the rings books and he did not like the dude who did the audiobook that you like, Jake? I really like Robert Inglis. Yeah, yeah it was like so bad. He wants I want to, to give listen the Andy to, Circus one. Yeah, he try. wants to listen to that. I'm Andy Circus really liking the Andy Circus he one. He reads too fast. I'm, I'm, I would I'm, definitely like that better. I'm <laughs> halfway into it and I'm loving it. Like how he treats the characters, how he treats the songs, his pacing, it's perfect. For I me. will say that Robert Inglis singing the songs is uh, the worst thing in the world. Uh, (laughs) i hate it so much you know what uh one of my patients the other day had 30 uh 13 going on 30 on i forgot that andy circus is in that movie andy circus in that movie just as a person as a normal human being he he didn't have to do like a cgi no like man was he like at like an ugly show or (laughs) what was he doing (laughs) he's just like uh, her boss he's just jim runner's boss that'd be hard to work for (laughs) 
Just because of how bad he looks. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think he looks that bad. I'm just continuing the trend. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. All right, let's it's get fun, into it's the a ratings. funny bit. Yeah. Jake, you're up. Uh I'm gonna give this eight point two I don't have a thing. Lepers. I'm gonna give this uh seven even um eyeballs that weren't CGI'd. Zach, I'm going to give it 7.7 7, uh, chomped off arms. Ty? And I'm going to give this 8.1 dead brothers. All right, this comes out to a 77% on Rotten Potatoes. Once again, the other guys gave it 86%. I do gave it 7.3, so we find ourselves right in the middle. And this is going to get smack dab right in the middle. Uh, this is movie 59 out of 114. Jake, thanks for uh, pulling us out on this uh, Spooktober dive that we'd been on. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad it got moved to the middle, honestly. It was, this was supposed to be the last episode of Spooktober, but we needed to pick me up. Yeah, we really did. We really did. So thank you. Well, I'm bringing us back down next week. What are we doing I next week? so. I mean, maybe worse than this, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Uh, we're watching Signs next week. We're going to close out Spooktober with... One of the only, not probably horror movies that I like. It doesn't sound like you do. Yeah, you've been you've been <laughs> talking down on this movie more than anybody. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's things about it that I like and things about it that I don't. But we'll get into it next week. Yeah. Um, Jake, how do you um want to make me watch it again? I'm just gonna pick. Wait, it. wait, wait, wait. I I want to hear Jake. I have a question for you. Okay. How. Dude, I think this episode is just going to be effed up.